ABC's a Greek. Oh, the ABC's a Greek. The ABC's a Greek. All right, welcome back to the ABC's of Greek. Um, this is our third episode. I'm Thomas, and I first watched Greek back in 2014. I'm Erin, and I watched Greek while it was airing. And I'm Jacqueline, and I watched Greek in 2020 for the first time. And this is a podcast where we're going to recap the ABC Family original series, Greek, episode by episode. So this episode, episode three, was The Rusty Nail, and it aired July 7th, 2007. So the summary from IMDb is that Rusty must find a date for his fraternity mixer and so cappy sets him up with a quote sure thing and rusty has to make an important decision about his first time dun, dun, dun. <laughs> the stakes are high um the episode was directed by gil junger who also directed 10 things i hate about you and it was written by the show's creator patrick sean smith and then um, car- also written by Carter Covington, who actually wrote on the spinoff show, 10 Things I Hate About You. I wonder if they knew each other. Or Gil and Carter. Or maybe, maybe he, he referred him. Right. Maybe mm-hmm. because of Greek, we got the spinoff of 10 Things I Hate About You, which isn't a proud vibe yeah. product, but <laughs> The spinoff, no one knew And there's also a recurring guest that's on this episode um who's kind of like i guess famous now um lisa lawson is played by ariel vandenberg who is actually the host of the u.s version of love island so she was big on vine she was big on vine yes i think she's married to like a vine star she is i actually listened to a podcast that she was on recently um and where she was talking about how she met who her, got her? Her husband or her fiance. <laughs> um, yeah, I know. We'll have to get her next. But no, she, it's also, I looked at her IMDb and she's in, she, she is in the first episode. She's the girl yeah, who yeah. takes the shot off. Yeah. And I did not put that together. Yeah. Like, and she's credited as just hot girl in the first then episode. Then they give her a name. Oh and then, yeah, then they she give her this great name. name. We'll, we'll get there. Yeah, we will we'll, get, there. We'll get there. But wanted to point that out because when you see her face, it's like, you you know you know her from somewhere, but... Yeah. So we start the episode, and Rusty shows up at the Capitao house to let loose. He's finished his problem set, and he's ready to party, but unfortunately there are people that are hooking up in every single room of the Capitao house, so as him and Cappy are walking around trying to like find a place to hang out, there's people making out everywhere. And he's mesmerized but also annoyed yeah he's like hot and bothered is what how i would yeah 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 he's definitely agitated is the word that i would use but engaged (laughs) intrigued maybe and cappy's like unperturbed he doesn't care right um and then evan and casey are in his incredibly boring room and like casey just can't get over it like she's clearly like doesn't want to touch him doesn't want to be near him and they're, like, kind of hooking up, and then she's like, let me go change. She co- goes in the bathroom, comes out in, like, full-on sweatpants, t-shirt, 
uh, one of those like pore strips that were so Fiore. Yes. yes. <laughs> I used to want those so bad. Like in that in the Princess Diaries when she rips the Biore pore strip off of her nose. Do you remember that oh scene? Yeah. I've tried one before. Yeah. It was I've not tried positive. quite a few. <laughs> it was not a positive experience. Kind of recently. It's kind of fun though because you really see. Yeah. When the extraction the extraction is fine it's satisfying but i might have to now (laughs) but yeah so she gets into bed with him and just like turns on the tv and she actually says fraser's on (laughs) i know which is funny because that's her dad that's kelsey grammar I, can I tell you guys something embarrassing? I did not know that until you I didn't? saw that. And, yeah. Oh my I, gosh. I did not realize that. I had to literally Google who was Frasier and it was her dad. <laughs> I'm surprised that you Googled it not you even Googled knowing. Who I know. is Frasier? Yeah. No, I knew Kelsey Grammer. The only thing I actually know him from is Anastasia. He he's an Anastasia. That yeah. is an amazing way to know who Kelsey Grammer is. He's the voice is. of... Dimitri? I think, I think his name is Vlad. Oh. Or like he's like Dimitri's partner oh um, yeah oh my god. god the only reason i know he's Frazier is because of real housewives of Beverly yeah Hills. i was gonna say i feel like that's uh, the i don't know I, i've never seen an episode of Frasier, i'll be days. honest that's so funny from anastasia do they end up watching a game though is that what happens no they... i think they watch Frasier. Oh yeah god. i think it's just, just so then yeah it just goes into the next day but there could have been a game mis- on after i completely misinterpreted that <laughs> scene i did not like notice that. she says it really fast she says it really fast um <laughs> But anyway, so then the next day they go to the ZBZ house where they're introducing the new pledge class to the Omega Chi's on the front lawn. And it's like, turns into, in the beginning it's like a very modest dance. Yeah, it's it's giving um, the the Bart and Bellas and Pitch Perfect yes. singing to the yes. press. It's very, it's almost like religious in a way. Yeah. The way they're kind of really. holding, Coral. It's choral. Yeah, I would say <laughs> Choir, yeah. Yeah, and then it turns into a full-on, like, strip tease. Yeah, it's gross. I can't imagine I that happening it. in real life. Yeah, I was also like, no, how did they learn? I feel like that did happen. Like, I've heard lore of, maybe like, like, sorority tales. I guess maybe in 2007. Yeah, right. But the best part about this whole scene, which is terrible, is when they cut to Calvin and he's pretending to like it. Like, he's like, uh, yeah. Oh, my <laughs> he's gosh. He's clearly, like, hating everything. I didn't even notice that. And then, um... They show Jen Kay, who's still unnamed at this point, but she's that pledge that, like, they talk yeah. to. Yeah, and she's just a mess. And she has no idea what she's doing. And then Rebecca is all over Evan. That's going to grinding steamy. so hard. Like, she, it's fully I, insane. I just... It's so also, uncomfortable. Like, why you gotta do Rebecca's character like that? Like, I don't know if I believe that Rebecca would do that. Well, she did it. Yeah. She did. I feel like she's almost, I think she's almost, like, seeing how theatrical it is in a way. Right. Like, she's, she's meta. She's grasping at straws here. Like, she's ready. She's, she's self-producing. <laughs> totally. Um, it's really awkward, and Casey cuts the music. The thing is, too, is Casey never handles these situations well. Like, she can't play it cool. No. It's abrupt, and everybody knows <laughs> something's everybody happening. Knows. Yeah, the way she turns off that Yeah, box. so I guess, like, Rebecca's antics always work, which is probably why she keeps doing it. But then Casey always garners, like, I feel like residual pity, which I feel like she doesn't want. I know. Because she reacts so, like, uh, puffing, puffing. Exactly. She cannot play it cool. Um, so anyway, the Omega Chi's accept the invitation to the ZBZ, it's, it's a date night, I guess? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Some, oh, Mixer, it's a Mixer. Um, I don't know if there's a difference. And then Evan, 
husband then like kisses Casey before they leave, and she's clearly still not into it. It's just very the whole that whole mm. scene, so much awkwardness. It's very forty five year old married couple. Yeah, that's what they remind me of for sure. Um, so then they go to the Capitao house, and the guys are having like whatever they would call a chapter meeting, which is literally reading sticky notes off of Rusty. <laughs> and they like start it with being like, "Okay, who knows Sarah?" And it's like because one of them got like a Sarah tattoo on his neck, no. and doesn't like they clearly don't know who that was. <laughs> they looked like way better chapter meetings than anything you or I have ever been to. Yeah, honestly. What is cha- like? Why is it called chapter? I don't know. I think it's just when your chapter gets all together, like the uh, chapter gathers. That's never clicked for me. I remember <laughs> in college, like I think it was every Monday they did chapter, and I weirdly always like wanted to go. Like I was yeah. like, that you wanted sweet. to be part of the ritual. I think I just wanted to be part of it. Sometimes it was fun, like if somebody brought in treats, like if a frat brought us like something yes. like cookies or something. Right, that was fun. <laughs> or you could just buy or a, a cookie and not pay to be in a sorority. <laughs> yeah. And those fun ones are were few and far between. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so anyway, uh, they realize when they're reading these sticky notes that they're supposed to have a date function on Friday. Um, at the same time, the Omega Kais are at their house and they're doing chores. So it's like the polar opposite of what's going on at Capitao. And they're talking about how hot the ZVZs are. And Calvin's then... annoyed that they're talking about how hot they are. <laughs> Lay low, Calvin. <laughs> also cannot, cannot be chill. Cannot be chill. Um, so then Evan asks if anyone wants to do, quote, all that girl stuff that has to do with the mixer. And Calvin volunteers. And Evan says, like, that's my little bro or whatever. I know. I, I would just... totally volunteer if, like, if I was in a frat. Like, I would do that, <laughs> to too. to be honest, like, that's better than, like, cleaning the bookcase or whatever I they know. were doing. And it's fun. Yeah. Evan's insufferable. Um, and so Calvin's going to help them plan. So <laughs> at this time, then Franny goes to see Casey. And Casey's re-watching the sex tape on her phone. Oh my god, I didn't even catch that. Yes. She is. She has the razor open. She's like self-flagellation queen. Like, why is she... Why? Because it's almost like in our last episode we talked about, oh, maybe the tape disappears because it was written off, but it really doesn't. It's pretty apparent the tape exists And she's still actively thinking about... I'm sorry, if I saw that, I would throw up. I wouldn't be able to re-watch it. How is she just in her room... In the middle of the day, watching this sex tape on her razor phone. I'm so glad you noticed that. I never caught that. I've never noticed that. That's yeah. insanity. Why would you do it? Middle of the day. Middle of the day. Evan doesn't know she has this. Your razor, you couldn't put in headphones. I was just going to say, the sound on that yeah. is full blast. That's bonkers. Yeah. Wow. Well, It's unhinged. She's, she's troubled by it. <laughs> she's... Casey is unraveling this episode, I think it's safe <laughs> to say. You can see it. Um, and then she quickly gets some terrible advice to make it... Miss Franny. Even better from our good old friend Franny, who sees her, I guess, watching this sex tape again and also wearing a turtleneck, which it was a pretty ugly turtleneck. I'll give Franny that. <laughs> and she tells Casey that they're going to a bar, not a bake sale. 
And I have worn my fair share of turtlenecks. Yeah, I have too. But I, mean, I live, live in the city. A good, yeah, especially like in the fall, winter. Yeah. Love busting out a turtleneck. That turtleneck yeah. specifically was ugly. And it was more of a color problem. It was like a very. Especially in this era. Like in this era, I feel like in 2007, a turtleneck was not as Cute. stylish as it was now. That's actually pretty true. Yeah. yeah, I think that they weren't coming back until like the end of us in college. Yeah, because I remember being younger and thinking, oh, turtleneck is like not. Cool. Yeah, but they now. there was always turtlenecks and overalls. They were, were never like a mock turtleneck. They were never like a subtle. They were always like even in this one, it's like there's so much turtle mm-hmm. to that. Yeah, Coraline's other mother vibe. <laughs> yeah, she's in like a huge sweater <laughs> or regular mother. She's in more of a turtleneck. Um, it's it's snubby. a chunky. Yeah, <laughs> a comfy. It's, it's a lot. <laughs> Um, anyway, so Franny is picking up on how things with Evan are going, because I think anyone with eyes would notice at that point, mm-hmm. and she tells Casey that they have to get back to normal. Um, to think of the sorority in order to hook up with Evan? Like, she's like, think yeah. of ZBZ to get yourself him. to hook up with Evan. She's the just logic, so off The logic is... I don't even and know. why does she care that much? Because she doesn't care about anything else in no. Casey's life. No. Yeah. It's just the tie. Because they would still have the Evan Chambers tie if he was with Rebecca. Right. Yeah. I'm sure he would move on to another ZBZ. Like, Franny, just, I, I think she's just controlling. I think so, too. I think she and especially likes, likes to control to Casey. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It works. She mm-hmm. can. Yeah. Um, but the, the leap to make it about the sorority was... Well, just that. it all has to come back. All, yeah. And she, she mentions her boyfriend. Easy. Did you guys hear? Did you guys notice that when she goes, oh. when Blake got the flu, I was a raving bitch. But she's talking about like how hard it is to like yeah not yeah. have sex. <laughs> so Blake, the flu. Um, I don't think we ever. Out. I don't think we ever hear about Blake again. I think Blake. It was a really quick line. I had to actually rewind it and just be like, what did she just say? Like, <laughs> oh, Franny. So then we go to a conversation between Calvin and Rusty, and they're talking about also everyone hooking up, and Dale chimes in and agrees, and Rusty is embarrassed then to tell people that he's never been on a date. Rusty. But, and Dale even makes fun yeah, of him. Yeah, Dale makes fun like, of him. No, I haven't had sex with anybody, but I've been on a date. Okay. This is in, like, defense of Rusty. He's only 18. Yeah, I'm yeah. not. I don't I think know, I would berate somebody no, the way they were. No, if someone had told me that a couple months into freshman year, I'd be like, all right, sure. Yeah, I feel like there are a lot of people. Yeah, I that's know. not that weird. I think this is also like a 2007, the way sex is portrayed in media type conversation yeah. a little bit. Well, it's interesting you say that because I was thinking like, I think this was the time when like hookup culture like everyone was writing about it like it was in like Teen Vogue like what is mm. hooking up like that kind of stuff I feel like this is probably one of the first episodes of like young adult television that touched that like a casual hookup mm. so I would be interested like I don't know I haven't looked at like when that stuff started coming out but I feel like the line between like you go on dates and then you date someone for a while and then you you know are boyfriend and girlfriend or whatever that kind of stopped around this time and then like mm-hmm. it's more like casually like you know, texting and, like, whatever. Yeah, this you know was, like, I mean? before dating apps, yeah. too. Like, this is yeah, a completely right. different... And I feel like... Maybe yeah. OkCupid. <laughs> Maybe OkCupid was e on Harmony, those razors. The OG. 
Yeah, yeah. eHarmony was... People were using eHarmony at um, Cypress Roads, I'm oh sure. Oh my gosh. Also, I don't even know in what context I didn't write it down, but at one point, Rusty says breast, and it's so cringe. Whoa. It's just like the way he says it, it does not roll off the tongue. No. It's so it unnatural. It's not organic. Yeah. And everyone... Is just not a fan. So Dale uses this as an opportunity, though. Everyone is using Rusty's insecurity as an opportunity for their own to put their own thing on him. Dale wants to recruit him to his ass. Yeah, who's there in the room? No, they're not there yet. This is before we meet them. Oh, yes, we haven't met them yet. They're they're purely like this is just when Dale is trying to recruit. He's like. You know, you can join this this group of men I've set up. The We're purity all pledge. The purity pledge. Yeah, we've all taken a pledge. And he's like, we talk about girls and temptation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Calvin tells Rusty that he should just ask Casey for help, which is, that's okay advice, I guess. Makes sense. Yeah. And this is where we get our second lemon drop alert. Second lemon lemon drop, drop drop. <laughs> oh, that's good. Right. <laughs> Lemon drop drop two. Um, Ashley, Evan, and Casey are at Dobblers, and Ashley is still hating on Evan because she's being a good best friend, mm-hmm. but this is where she starts to crack, and she tells him that he needs to reintroduce Casey to the Evan that she fell in love with. Because he says he feels like he's doing everything wrong, and yeah. he, everything he does makes it worse, which mm-hmm. is true. But right. also it's just because they haven't talked about it, and they can't move on. They haven't <laughs> talked about it, and also Casey didn't want to stay with him. <laughs> right. So yeah. that's She's... hanging over just every, everything. Yeah, the Rebecca problem is not going And the fact away. that she's driving herself insane re-watching this. I 100%. I'm so glad you saw that. I never realized. Oh, my God. Um, so, yeah, so Ashley is giving Evan advice, which annoyed me because Ashley was so, like, being so good, such a good best friend, hating Evan. Um, and then she tells Evan the opposite of what Franny has told Casey, which is to not have sex with Casey because Casey no longer feels safe with him. But also, in fairness, if Ashley thinks that Casey does want to make their relationship work, then she's still being a good friend yeah, because she's giving true. him advice on how to she's be better. Yeah, I just wrote, Ashley is a good actress and a good friend. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you're right. In the From show a viewer standpoint. And in the show and also the, the actress who plays her. Yeah. I'm rooting for their demise, but yeah, it is a nice thing to do. Yeah. And her advice is very sweet. She's like, he, she doesn't feel safe with you, so you have to wait, like, build that trust back up, which is very good advice. Um, it would it would be even better if Franny hadn't told Casey literally the opposite, which was basically to throw herself at him. Um, and so Casey comes back over, and it's super awkward because now Casey is all over Evan, and he is like... Kind of, like, pushing her off. There's no way in real life that a guy would actually continue to take that advice from their girlfriend's best friend who clearly hates them (laughs) when the girlfriend comes back and is throwing herself at them. But we'll uh, continue to be in disbelief. So he said, yeah, we'll suspend it. We'll suspend it for the the plot's sake. So um, he says that he's going to take Casey to dinner. And if you see in this scene, then it cuts to Franny, who's always staring at Casey. Like, why She's does she lurking. care about nothing We're else? Queer <laughs> coding. I mean, she cares about nothing else except for this. Um, so that's when Maybe Rusty Blake had the flu again. 
Yeah, Blake is her imaginary boyfriend. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> Um, so Rusty then comes up to Casey and asks her to set him up for their, for the Capitol date night, and she laughs in his face, and then she finally agrees and tells him to meet her at the ZBZ house the next day. Yeah. I mean, the writing's on the wall with that one. You know it's not gonna end well. Yeah. Yeah. I, for some reason, I originally thought this was going in the direction of maybe they would ask, remember, who is the girl, Jen? Mm-hmm. I thought they were because remember at the beginning Casey mentioned something about her armpit hair like something very <laughs> inappropriate but that I was thinking oh maybe she's just gonna match him match Rusty and Jen together but it's not where this heads that's not where this heads um, so Ashley has a social committee meeting and introduces Calvin oh my gosh this scene Ashley wants the mixer to be pimps and hoes <laughs> Which immediately gets vetoed by the group. They're not interested. Because they've already done it. Yeah, it's not vetoed five five times. They're like, come on, Ashley. Again. (laughs) Yeah, it's not vetoed for the reasons we would veto it in 2022. It's vetoed because it's it's been done. Yeah. Yeah, it's been done before. Um, Franny is not enthused. (laughs) And then um, Calvin, who's kind of just awkwardly sitting behind everyone as a pledge... He offers an idea that they should do a military mixer, and everybody kind of, like, perks up a little bit. Yeah, everybody's really, like, bizarrely into it. But then he goes into that, like, speech where he's like, you know, hot men, uniforms, everyone's like, yes, yes, and hot girls, and now they're fully on board. Yeah. (laughs) An outfit for that would never pop into my mind. I would be lost if I was told I had to Just wait till we get to those outfits. (laughs) Um, And then Ashley confidently decides to call it the don't ask, don't tell mixer. Um, So crazy. Yeah, very 2007. Calvin's reaction is also really funny because he's like, he kind of just looks at her. He makes like a little chuckle to himself. He's he's very satisfied with the way it's going. I mean, this whole scene, it felt like it was in a time capsule. Don't ask, don't tell, Mixer. Yeah, it's... Ashley's brain, man. I don't know. It's a scary place. (laughs) (laughs) I think if, yeah, I think if we took a time machine to 2007, like, and I was watching this, I would probably, I probably wouldn't think twice. Yeah. Also, I guess in 2007, I was 13. Well, it's also the epitome of like looking through like someone in college's Facebook album from like their weekend. Like, and it's like, this is the name of like the album. It's just this one party. It's Don't Ask, Don't Tell. (laughs) Yeah. It's, uh, it was a stretch. (laughs) It was their Facebook status that night. Um, (laughs) so then we cut to Casey and Rusty walking down sorority fraternity row. Um, Casey dresses Rusty like, a miniature Evan, like he's wearing a button-down sweater vest. Yeah. Um, he is visibly uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But when is he not? Exactly. I know it's kind of just the way he but usually walks. But the optics walks. just really don't work. Well, him in the sweater vest, it, it's not giving like Evan preppy vibes. It's giving like school Kid picture. Sunday school. Right. Yeah. It's giving like sad boy whose mother dressed him. <laughs> exactly. Um, Which kind of basically. Yeah. And then they run into Cappy. He doesn't recognize Rusty. <laughs> um, so ridiculous. Clearly he looks so different. But then he mentions that he's turning, uh, Casey's turning her brother into her boyfriend. And then she says, he says that's kind of creepy. Um, he's Freud. Wrong. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know. Freud is screaming yeah. this episode. <laughs> um, and then Cappy and Casey like start kind of 
fighting over Rusty or like who gets to kind of take control over his dating life. Yeah. And Rusty goes with Cappy, obviously. Yeah, it's, naturally. It's I mean, I would have chosen Cappy, let's be honest. I who are you going to have more fun with that day? Yeah. I was kind of hoping he would choose Casey, though. I, I would like to see the alt-universe of what happens if he goes and gets a ZBZ date. Yeah. I I would have... That's really where I thought it was going. I was actually surprised when I found out he went with Cappy. Interesting. Um, Especially because he really has been trying to rebuild his relationship with Casey. He tried. She stuck on a sweater vest. Yeah. Yeah. Um... So, yeah, Rusty chooses Cappy, and then we cut to Ashley and Calvin, who are shopping, and Calvin is really, really into decorating, um, air quotes around that. <laughs> Ashley is wearing an insane outfit. <laughs> Wait, what was exactly was her outfit? I'm having a hard time remembering. Like, okay, uh, I remember. It's burned into my brain. Ashley's supposed to be, like, the fashionable one, but, like, fashionable in, 20, like, 2007 was just, like... Let's put this actress in as many layers as we can put on her, like, tiny body mm-hmm. and see what happens. She was wearing a t-shirt with, like, I, like a tank top, but it was, like, a long, like, kind of, uh, the tank, like, those tank tops that went out, like, they flared out oh, around, right. like, an, em- is it, like, an empire waist? And then I think a skirt with tights and boots and maybe a skinny scarf. Like, it was <laughs> pure oh chaos. Yeah, pure chaos. You- but Ashley's outfits get more insane as we go on. So. And did you notice in the last scene too when they're in the committee meeting she's she has that massive cupcake necklace and yes. then a big heart earrings. Yes. It's like choose choose an accessory. <laughs> That's her signature. Like yeah. it becomes like like she loves an accessory and like fashion is her thing. I don't know if I would call this fashion per se, but you know I, know. I wonder if she's doing studying something. that. It's uh, eliciting response. Mm-hmm. It's making us think. It's art. Yeah. She really commits to her she does. her style. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we also find out she has a long-distance boyfriend yes. in this conversation. Yeah, which um, I was a little surprised by that, too. I really, because we haven't really focused a lot on Ashley yet in the series, like, yeah. this is kind of the first time you start to see her a little bit more vulnerable. Yeah, and the writers decided to give her a dimension. Yeah, <laughs> they decided to give her an arc um, yeah. of some sort. And I'm really excited to kind of see how that plays out. Yeah. Yeah, and Calvin says he just hasn't met the right person yet. Yeah. Um, I was really hoping he would, like, come out to her or something. But I was also, like, of course, you know, this is 2007. Yeah, we just met. I feel like they're starting to build their friendship. I I love them together, though. Like, you can just tell that they, like, click. Yeah, they have really good They're a really cute um, duo, for sure. Mm -hmm. And then... We cut to Evan and Casey, who are having yet another awkward conversation. They're in line for a midnight showing of <laughs> Gone with the Wind. You'd get out when the sun yeah. came up. Who would want to see it? You've always wanted to see it. Yeah. She's like, uh-huh. Um, At midnight? <laughs> I mean, that's worse than turning on Frasier and putting on a Biore strip. Seriously. Yeah. I didn't realize they still play Gone with the Wind at movie theaters but yeah, yeah I feel like that's like the campus movie theater you know how like mm-hmm. those play like not like classics yeah, that you yeah. do in film what class. was our theater called Deja Vu Deja Vu I never went did you oh I went <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh but that didn't play like new that's where I saw right? Frozen for the first time oh. aww <laughs> Deja Vu do you get Deja Vu <laughs> that's gonna be good <laughs> um and then we also cut to Cappy having a therapy session with Rusty, and Cappy is giving him some advice on dating. Is this where he's talking about 
Chuck Darwin. Darwinism. (laughs) I was like, I was literally like, he he must be like a bio major. And then he cuts to that line where he's like, I was a bio major once. Which kind of becomes a recurring. Yeah, so that's one count for when Cappy mentions a major that he used to have. Yeah, we want to keep track of how many majors Cappy has by the end. So we're at at least one. Yeah, but the... The sentiment of him saying that is that it's built into their DNA to be able to talk to women. And then Rusty says he thinks he's going extinct because he can't (laughs) talk to women. And, like, is actually genuinely concerned. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he thinks something's wrong with him. Well, I get it because everyone he's talking to is making it such a big deal. Like, he tells people he hasn't been on a date yet, and their reaction is that he's, like, a leper. He did spit on a woman. That's true. Maybe oh, yeah. he has cause for concern. Yeah. there. It, it's not uh, urgent yet, but it <laughs> is approaching. Right. Like, this is, a, this is a turning point. He's not wrong that this is a turning point. Yeah. Yeah. And then, back at the sorority house, um, Franny is at it yet again. Casey comes downstairs and... Lays in Franny's lap. Did you guys notice yeah, that? Yeah, her head in her lap. She's like, hi. Their relationship is like. It's very so strange power strange. dynamics. Yes, and she pulls out this insane magazine tabloid sex stat. That's <laughs> I think it's. She says if you don't sleep with your partner two weeks after infidelity, you have a two point five percent chance of making it. How was that measured? <laughs> yeah, and the fact that Casey kind of. Like, no, doesn't she, question it. She doesn't question like, oh, anything that I know. Says. <laughs> yeah, she's kind of, yeah, she's, for a moment, she's like, I don't know, Franny. And then she kind of, like, lays her head deeper and is into the lap. And it's like, maybe you're right. <laughs> into the juicy tracksuit. <laughs> also, if I if was with friends with somebody who kept bringing up the person that she'd cheated on, or the boyfriend cheated with, I would be so mad. Yeah. Franny brings it up every chance she gets. And, and again, like, I, I know it's because, like, she's trying to control her and mm-hmm. knows that that is a way to, like, pull the puppet strings. But good God, I would go out of my mind. Well, that's the thing is, like, Casey has no boundaries. Like, she doesn't really have, have boundaries with, like, Rebecca. Like, she just kind of, like, lets it all boil to the surface and then yeah. she has like these little freak I mean and I guess she is pretty steeped in it that maybe it's not so triggering anyway right. if she's still watching the sex tape <laughs> yeah like it's top of yeah. mind for her so someone bringing it up isn't that jarring but it's definitely weird like if I was at this point in a friendship I'd be like can you stop talking yeah. about this uh, I think this is where she would have really benefited from some cognitive behavioral therapy <laughs> oh definitely right right or having CG, had yeah. even one conversation with her boyfriend about him cheating with her yeah. sister. Just one. Just one. <laughs> and as we see, that's all it takes. <laughs> we get a small scene of Ashley telling Casey that Calvin has a crush on her. <gasps> oh, that's right. It's in passing. I think it's right as Casey's coming out of the house. Ashley's saying, like, oh, Calvin's so into this. Like, and... She's saying, like, he's into decorating, blah, 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 and the only time a guy is ever into that is when he, and you think she's going to say, is gay, and th- and that's clearly what Casey also thinks she's going to say, and then she says, has a crush on me. Yeah. Yeah. And so then that. And then Casey's on board, though. She's like, yeah. yeah. she's like, oh, okay. Yeah, you're totally right. That is in the sorority house, because I vividly remember them walking on up the, the stairs. stairs. Yeah. <laughs> but the also shining <laughs> That Ohio sunshine. <laughs> yeah. Casey meets Calvin for the first time then, too. Like, he's with Ashley 
And then she's yeah. like, oh, like, oh, yeah, Oh, because he yeah, gives yeah. her the hug, and he, she's so weird about it. She's when he so leaves. weird. When it's clearly so platonic and friendly. Yeah. If, yeah. I, I would have never thought twice about that hug. And she already told him she has a boyfriend. I guess some guys don't respect boundaries, but Calvin that's not does? the... Yeah, it's not the case with him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, at the gym... So, Cappy takes Rusty there because he's like, this is the perfect place to meet a woman. Like, what does he say? Everybody is sweaty and attractive? Or he has, has some yeah, weird descriptor he has some for the way. He always has this a little This gym looks like it's in a basement. I Wait, mean, I said, why is this the ugliest gym I've ever seen? And it, could they not? Like, were they in a pinch? Because there was mirrors everywhere. It must have been yeah. a nightmare filming in that. I know. It's like, mirror, entire thing is made of mirrors. It was really weird It scene. looks like to and, look at. It uh, might have been like a hotel gym. Or like a, the Y. Yeah. The local Y, the Ohio Y. <laughs> they must have been strapped for um, resources. They weren't able to um, tap into their Equinox connection. Yeah, not yet, not quite. Or just build like a set with like a couple of dumbbells. <laughs> because Cypress Roads, you know what I've stated the art. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, That's what a really nice gym, I remember. <laughs> yeah. Didn't spend much time there, but. We <laughs> <laughs> um, had a nice gym, Burns Rack. Yeah. <gasps> Look it up. Deja vu. <laughs> Deja. Easter um, eggs. <laughs> we're planting Easter eggs here. Um, but anyway, we basically see Rusty start to pick up weights. He picks up the three pound weights. Um, it's not going well. He calls a woman next to him. He calls her biceps bulbous. Yeah. <laughs> the man explains the word bulbous to the, her. The word of the day calendar he has her was face. bulbous today. I mean, she's a good actress. She was horrified. Yeah, he also says something about how, like, oh, the the lighter weights actually work better. Yeah. (laughs) Which is just, like, rusty. You're a smart guy. Well, he goes for the big weights, I think. That's right. He can't even lift it off of the, like, little stand. So he moves over to the three-pounders. Yeah. And then, um... He drops the, like, he drops the weight on his foot. He just completely humiliates himself. And, like, Cappy kind of, like... He's, like, hopping out. Yeah. Cappy, like, airlifts him out of the situation. Like, he just, like, grabs him and they leave. And then when they're leaving the gym, that's when... Rusty is diagnosed with, um, what Cappy calls virginitis. Um, and basically Rusty needs to lose his virginity... In order to stop being awkward around women. Right. Cappy, it's so creepy. It's so creepy. And Cappy says that he's like... And weirdly, Cappy's take on this whole thing is the least creepy about how anyone else behaves in this entire episode. But it's it so just get Oh, yeah. It just gets worse from this point on. Yeah. Um, But he basically says... Which, this is probably true, that Rusty like, puts all these like women on a pedestal and like can't talk to them like they're like normal people because he doesn't have experience that is how men talk to women right and also he did not need to synthesize it by saying that he had virginitis yeah and that's part of that's his second major drop where he says he was a psych major oh is that oh what i didn't says? even catch that one yes. yeah he mentions he's like when oh, i was doing psychology too. well anyway at the end of this interaction cappy tells rusty that he's already set him up with a date and that her name is Lisa Lawson. Why did they go through all of that? I, I if he know. already had a date set up. Yeah, and he knew about Lisa Lawson this whole time, it seems. It seems like they're maybe even friends, Cappy and Lisa. They are. We find out. He calls, the, he calls the date night, or the mixer, whatever, he calls it Rusty's inaugural ball. Ugh. I 
just got chills. <laughs> Good. It's terrifying. <laughs> yeah, and speaking of chills, Rusty then rolls into his dorm room and meets with the Purity Pledge brothers <laughs> who are assembled in a circle, basically having planning to have an intervention for Rusty. for Rusty. It seems like they were just talking about him. Um and then what are some they Dale basically asks them to like pose some questions to Rusty. Right. But they're not wrong. Like they're like, are you using protection? Do you know her? Like, yeah. this is what I'm saying. Dale has so many flaws, but he really is level-headed when it comes to what's best for Rusty. Right. Like, the questions from the Purity Brothers, they weren't, I mean, they do later say don't do it, but they weren't asking that many, like, insane questions. They weren't only teaching abstinence. Right. Exactly. It was also preparedness. Yes. Um, but Rusty does just rebuff them. Yeah, there's no way he's listening to them. Yeah, yeah. He we goes know in that, that. He goes in that weird speech. And the Rusty speech count. Right. And I don't even remember what the speech was The speech was, was just like, I all I remember <laughs> his, him saying the whole gift thing multiple times. He was like, you yeah. guys think this is a gift, but it's a curse. It's a curse. Oh God. God. And then he's like, I don't want, I don't want this gift anymore or something. I don't know. I... In fairness, I do feel like when you're a teenager, it does feel so much like everybody's doing something and I'm not. Like, whether that be, like, your first kiss or having sex, I feel like there was always... Like, I get where he's coming from as an 18-year-old And he also confided in his friends and then his friends were, like, laughing at him and were like, yeah, you are a loser. Even Dale. So... I mean, Dale, because Dale, we find out really it's more he ch- he's chosen not to yeah, sleep with anybody. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, I I get, and also then Rusty's joined this fraternity where all these guys like yeah. At the beginning of the episode, every room yeah, he walked into setting the like, scene for yeah. his for where Rusty's coming from. But ultimately, he really feels that it's a ver- that that it's a virgin that it's, it's a the burden <laughs> the virgin burden <laughs> the virgin burden should that be the name of the episode <laughs> I think it might have to be that or Freud is screaming <laughs> Freud would love this episode um okay so then we are at the Omega Chi house and Ashley and Calvin are setting up for the mixer but Ashley is being so rude to him because she doesn't want him to think that he has any chance because she's convinced himself that he has a crush on her which we know he doesn't and she's handling it with zero grace she's being unbearable yeah i do love her outfit though i think hers is one of my favorite yeah um, Jenna I her outfits i remember her looking it's kind of like a sailor yeah it's a sailor with some cute like she, went, crop top. she went the naval route she definitely took the navy yeah and Evan tells her she looks really good, and they have, like, a nice moment. Yeah, she's fully back on Team Evan. Um, unfortunately, he did look pretty hot in his little outfit, and I started to become Team Evan. Just for a second. <laughs> Just for a second. He's not vile in this episode. He really he's is not. Man. He's not. This is where we, the, we start to see his redeemable quality. Yeah, this is, like, the Evan Oasis, this one episode. Right, right. Um... And so then back at the Cavatow house, we see none other than the Plain White Tees themselves singing the iconic Our Time Now, which was the big promo song on ABC Family when this was being 
promoted. Is this the first time we've seen the plain white teeth? I think I it think is. So. Yeah. yeah. I like was so excited when I saw them. Yeah, they, they, they were, were so heavily involved in this show. Like I don't but they disappear. They come in they come in yeah. as quick as they leave. Yeah. They were in the promos, they are in multiple episodes, and I think we are supposed to believe that the band members are members of the fraternity. Because they yeah. were yeah. sprinkled throughout episodes like in chapter meetings and stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I read an article, I think it was in TV Guide, and it, they were talking about how, like, they they were shown the pilot, and I think one of the producers or one of the writers knew them, and were like, do you want to be involved in this? And after they saw the pilot, they were hooked, and they are like, yeah. Aww. And it was talking about Hey There, Delilah, um, which we're going to hear later, but it was talking about how, like, later this fall it'll be featured on an, another show called iCarly. Oh my god. Oh my god. It was like, wow, golden age of television. Seriously. It really was. <laughs> Right before the crash. <laughs> That's of the economy. Of the COVID. economy, that is. <laughs> I don't know. I would argue there's never been a song better than either Delilah. I it, I mean, iconic. Literally, I remember that summer I was doing a babysitting certification camp. <laughs> and the song was so prevalent that I, I was in a group. We had three of us all had one baby and we had to name the baby. And this girl said, Delilah. And it was obviously because oh Hey God. There Delilah was playing I wonder non-stop. How many, I wonder how many kids in 2007 were named Delilah. Oh, It's, cute. it's a really it a cute, cute name. name. It is a cute name. Keep it song. Delilah. <laughs> um, and then we see Cappy preparing Rusty for his date with Lisa. And he says, Lisa likes everybody. And it's just so gross also because then we see her and she's gorgeous. And gorgeous. she looks... She, like also, charismatic like, comment. And not that, you know, anybody can sleep with whoever they want for sure. You can be a gorgeous charismatic person and still do that. But the way they talk about her, it's so horrid. There's also something about her being the same girl that Rusty spit on and they didn't even give a name to. And now they have her coming back and like they're like he's talking about her like this. Like she's that's just objects. It's all the gross. Time. And yeah. yeah. In that scene in the first episode, she has a boyfriend because... Right. Because he gets thrown over the balcony. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of... like, And we don't even get the, oh, she broke up with his, the boyfriend. Right, the boyfriend. We, we did, she doesn't get an ounce of arc or backstory, yeah. except hole. that she's the person that you spit on. She's the object you spit yeah. on. Who's now back to take your virginity. Yeah. I would imagine that they didn't plan on ever having her back on the show on, in, during the pilot. And then, like, she was maybe brought on... Later. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, but they could still throw in a she oh, broke totally. up with a boyfriend after well, you spit on her and they got it also all. Also, maybe not refer to her as liking everybody and just yeah. like I don't know. Yeah, like, she likes everybody, is, like, and it's really negative gross. too. Like it's yeah, everything about it is really upsetting. There's a lot of things that this show does right, as we'll see later in this episode. I feel like this episode is the best, like depiction of like the things that this show gets really right and the things that this show gets so wrong and just like the encap like it's just messy it's the encapsulation of what the time was this weird intersection of like okay we're acknowledging some things but we haven't even thought to think about other things exactly exactly so um then we cut back to the omega kai mixer and 
I just have to say, for some reason in this scene, Evan looks like he's wearing the worst fake tan ever. It's like a Trump tan. Yeah. It's so I noticed that weird. Too. Maybe it's the lighting. I didn't notice it. Maybe it's the lighting, yeah. I bet it was the lighting thing, because I bet they yeah. did some mood lighting. Oh, you know what? It is a lighting thing, because I wrote down weird. later that they light up him and Casey in a really strange way. Yeah. To make it dance. look like they're... But did you notice how they light that scene? It yeah. looks like they're glowing. It they literally try... It looks like how... Like in Hitchcock movies, they would do like a soft focus on Grace yes. Kelly with like the glowing light. Like that's what they're trying to yes. do, their clunky version. On. Their ABC family version. But so before we even get to that, Rebecca approaches Evan um, and he basically is saying like this was a mistake, like kind of just back off is yeah. the sentiment because she's coming on pretty strong. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty cringe just knowing that she's somebody who seems to have a lot of self-respect yeah. well, to keep doing that, to be shot down. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like not, I don't know. I know I'm a Rebecca apologist, but the whole dancing on him and this scene feels very anti-Rebecca. Like what we've been led to believe about her is that, yeah, she like has a very high like self-esteem and she's been yeah. told but she's very no. smart. So you think yeah. that she would like, yeah, she's smart. And she she's like, can gorgeous. take it. Like she could clearly. Yeah get any guy that she wanted but she's fixated on him which I know is to get Casey upset but at the cost of being constantly rejected I I, I couldn't do it I could not do it couldn't be me that's when Casey walks in oh yeah and it's like big entrance it's like that's classic that 2000s like uh what's that movie she's all that like or like Cinderella story right she comes down the stairs so good it's like everyone slows down everyone looks at her yeah, the the crowd parts. parts. Also, like it's kind of funny too because like everybody else clearly chose like um I don't know something in the military to dress as, and she's like, well, I'm gonna go as like a 1940s like. Yeah, what was I that style know. called? It was something specific. She has like the pinup hair, but in a gorgeous yeah. red I dress. Almost- Immaculate. Yeah, yeah, it's almost like World War Two. You know that yeah, picture of the, like the soldier kissing the Times Square one. Yeah, yes. that, I think that's what she was going for. Yeah, she nailed it. And she she, she nailed succeeded. it. She is best dressed. She got there. Yeah. She is. She looked amazing. And Evan is awestruck. He is. You see in this episode mm-hmm. that he really genuinely like is ready to make this work, and we'll get to that scene mm-hmm. later. But he is being sincere and not absolutely vile. Like, he's been constantly. <laughs> right. Um, and so then we cut back again to the Capitao house where we finally are getting, hey there, Delilah. It's so rewarding. It's so rewarding. Yeah. And it sounds great. It sounds, I mean, I, it's clearly just the actual recording of the song. <laughs> it's just so satisfying to hear it, isn't yeah. it? It's not even kind of live. It's so cute. Um, and Rusty approaches Lisa and she takes him like right away. Like she's not like, why did you set me up with this person? Which I mean, also, she's just a good person. Well, she he's clearly younger than her. So I feel like, you know, like the yeah. fact that he, she's being so nice, like he's clearly like a couple years younger than it's her. It's giving babysitter. It is. And also when she like shows him how to dance because he's so awkward. But then she's like, you can come closer. Yeah. He also tells her that his, her skin is taut. Yeah. 
Oh my god, wait. The thing that stood out the most about this was it was so clearly trying to highlight Hey There Delilah that they had <laughs> people at a frat mixer slow dancing. Right. And at the Capitao house, no less, which would never happen. I know. But we get that sweet, sweet little moment. They play like the whole song. Moment. Yeah, I feel like this was also the golden age of slow dancing. You know what I mean? Like the classic The, the rock sway. back and forth, like a... Like a bar mitzvah dance, like you're yeah. you're just kind of like holding each other's shoulders and like. Yeah. I feel like Lisa is like the like she's not she's obviously not a real person like I'm not the way they wrote her is just like the male gaze. Oh, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like, exactly. She is the male gaze, yes. And it's not even in a in a self aware way. Here's how you know that a female character is written for the male gaze. She has a last name, which is just an extension of her first name. Lisa Lawson. Andy Anderson. Like, it's just like, we put less than one second of thought into this woman's name. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when Rusty calls her the prettiest girl he's ever seen, it's it comes off so creepy and childish to me. Mm-hmm. The fact that it's still, like, in the realm of possibility that she's going to sleep with him when it's so... It's just... So the whole thing's uncomfortable. Yeah, it's really bad. So then we go to Omega Kai, and Calvin's having a great time, and then Casey and Evan are dancing, and that's when we get like the backlit scene of them like glowing. Like there's like an orb of light yeah. surrounding them. They're the only people in the room, it feels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. And Casey tells Evan that she got them a hotel room and at, at the university inn, which sounds so like where, not where romantic. all the parents are staying and completely staying out of everyone's business during yeah. move-in day. Yeah, <laughs> where they go once every box has been lifted, yeah. every sheet put away, then they come to visit. Yeah, and then that's Evans like down. He's he's yeah, totally he's like, fine with okay. it. He's. Now disregarding Ashley's advice, he's waited long enough, three days, it's it's over, he's ready. And um, then we're back at Capitao again, um, and Lisa is taking Rusty up to Cappy's room. The yeah. whole thing is just so... She asks Cappy, and he's like, but he says like, I would like nothing more, or something like really weird. And it's also creepy. Cappy implies that he and Lisa have slept together in the past yes. too, and it's just so... Rusty's in way too The deep. way that they're talking about this woman in front of her and just in general. It's very, it's just, very uncomfortable to watch. Yeah, it's not. Oh, and then all the guys start chanting yeah. Rusty's name. I know. Which is I so humiliating that. for him. Also for her. Like, the whole thing is just, I hated Icky, this. Yeah. I hated this. Yeah, it's really, really bad. But then we go back to Omega Kai. Then we go back to Omega Kai, and this is where Ashley is drunkenly taking pictures of herself, directing the photographer, making sure she gets her best angles. For her boyfriend, her long-distance BF. Oh, yeah. Do we know what his name is? Not yet. We'll meet him later. Yeah, I don't think she's said anything about it. About his name. Yeah. Um, and so then Ashley drunkenly tells Calvin off because he comes up and says, we should get a picture. She's freaking out at him. Like, I know that you like me, blah, blah, blah. And he's, like, taken aback and probably pretty offended, which he should be, because even if she did think he had a crush on her, that's just not the way you handle it. It was not the way. Mm -hmm. And he, he was being so nice. Like, 
Yeah, they it's it's not flirty at all. Calvin's been nothing but kind and supportive, helpful. Yeah, just also yeah, I feel like Calvin is just like looking for people who he can like really trust. Trying to make friends. Yeah. Yeah. So now we have Calvin um, running into Casey, and have they? Is this the first time they're meeting? No, this is the second time they. Oh right, because they met at the house. But Casey's like about to leave with Evan to go to the hotel room. Right, he runs up to his room to get his wallet. I don't know why Casey has to stay downstairs, but she does. (laughs) And yes, so this is where um, Calvin tells Casey about the setup with Lisa and yeah, Casey's like who who like. Who was Rusty's date? Who did he end up going with? And, and Calvin doesn't even know her actual name. Again, yeah. But it's alliterative gibberish yeah. enough that Casey knows, oh, Lisa Lawson. Yeah, I yeah. just wrote down, uh-oh, Casey's shaming Lisa Lawson, and then she calls her the virgin <laughs> whisperer. Yeah. Uh, there is so much Lisa Lawson shaming. I know. It's never-ending. And also, I'm sorry, why does Casey care? And how does she know that he's a virgin? It's so, besides just guess. Like I think it's assuming. guesswork. I think it's guesswork. But also, why do you care? Why do you care? Well, I think maybe it's because she's starting to care about him more. Yeah. I, I, it's a topic that we entirely. But it's a thing that she shouldn't be caring about. As Again, much as she I is. wrote and yeah. I wrote. Freud would love this episode. <laughs> really, truly. So then we go back to see Rusty and Lisa. Yeah, and she's Patrick. aggressively making out with him. Yeah. And just a call from her mom. Which is yeah. awesome. <laughs> and she picks up. She picks up, and then she's like, sorry, it was my mom. Oh, God. <laughs> and just also the audacity to think that Rusty would actually stop a woman like Lisa and be like, you know what, I thought this would be more special. It's just not. And, and he says something like asking if she knows what he means and she was like oh yeah I was in your shoes once but then I had sex and it was really fun and like tries to go for it again right I was just gonna say and then there's like another problematic part where it's like she just keeps going when he's clearly uncomfortable also I'm sorry Lisa your first time was really fun yeah I don't know crazy fun crazy fun the way that they've (laughs) caricatured this like it's Lisa um and then that's when like Casey storms in to the house and confronts Cappy and she's livid she's so mad and she's like gonna go up to the room she's gonna open the door which is so 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 you're you're gonna humiliate Rusty further I know and And also also, like do you really want to see (laughs) like do you really want to know what's going on behind that door Casey yeah or just knock and say don't do it or something like that but then we get this moment between Cappy and Casey where we find out that she cares so much because her time first time was so special because it was with Cappy and they loved each other it was very special they were in love like it gives like her reasoning behind it however like everyone yeah. is different and i can't imagine like fervently caring to this like, extent where you're ready to kick a door open yeah. yeah she goes from two episodes trying to deny she has a brother to now being like i'm gonna i need to protect the way he has sex his for the first, first time. time is sacred yeah. also when she walks into the capital house the way 
Cappy, first of all, shoves a woman off his lap, which, what, we can't even get into that misogyny, but he shoots up, he's so excited to see her, Mm -hmm. which, just him being, like, actually very interested every time, because Evan doesn't really act like that unless she makes a grand entrance in a red dress. Right, and also, like, when they're recounting, like, Casey's like, don't you remember our first time? And he's like... Yeah, it was great. She's like, no, it wasn't. Like, everything yeah. about Casey, he has, like, seen with rose-colored glasses. Like, yeah. he's fully obsessed. Um, I mean, she does say, like, I just really don't want Rusty to regret it, which I guess is, like, a fair statement. Yeah, but she, yeah. it's not handling, her decision. It, not your decision. The handling is so weird. Her level of investment is very weird. And she ends up going in anyway. She doesn't go into the room. Cappy goes, like, he's like, oh, I'll poke my head in. Oh, right. right. And then that's when we see that it's it's not even Rusty. Lisa with another mediocre frat it's boy. It's Wade. That's it. He's oh, not yeah. named yet, but it's Wade. She's hooking up with Wade. In mm-hmm. Cappy's bed. So then we're back at the Omega Chi Mixer, and Ashley's so drunk, and Calvin's being nice to her, obviously, because he's a nice guy. Um... And kind of, like, soothing her anxieties about him making a move on her and making it clear, trying at least to make it clear that it's just a platonic thing. And he offers to walk her home, and she turns him down at first, but then she gets up and can hardly stand, and she says, okay, I'll let you walk me home. And so we get some sense of resolve from that situation. Um, And then we get another classic... Casey Rusty after school special yeah. moment where they find each other this one's on the campus. Yet. Oh my god, I forgot that she says she's proud of him for not. I know. Not only does she say she's proud of him, but they use the euphemism study. study. Oh, to you talk about you study. could have studied tonight and you chose not to. It's worse than just saying. Yeah, I think this was kind of like an ABC family thing though because this is you know mm-hmm. this is right before Secret Life of the American Teenager where it you know there were terrifying consequences <laughs> totally. like it was very <laughs> scary when oh my god that one episode of Secret Life of the American Teenager where Grace thinks her dad died because she had sex oh yeah. I had sex and then he so, died same TV network just keep in mind <laughs> yeah. you're right they're really pushing good point they're pushing a, a point here so that that does make sense I guess but she does say, like, he deserves to feel safe with someone, which is a nice sentiment. Although yeah, and everything he, else is very weird. He's pretty convinced that he'll never get another opportunity. Mm-hmm. Oh, I said her resting her head on him feels like it would be on the Instagram related or dating. <laughs> this whole oh. this whole episode, it's like, oh my god. You're yeah. really invested, Casey. Um, so then Casey finally makes it to the hotel room the, at the inn. <laughs> university at the university and With Evan. And she says something that I would... If I heard my partner say this to me, I would crumble into a million little pieces and never be rebuilt. She says, I was trying to force, force. myself to sleep with you. Yeah. Which would be absolutely devastating. He is devastating. I mean, he's horrified. It's, I mean, who wouldn't be? I really thought they were over at this point. Like yeah, when I that when she first started saying that, I was she like, says, "Are they just gonna this break up?" This isn't working. Yeah, and at first he thinks it's just the way that they're making out in the doorway, <laughs> but no, I was trying to force myself to sleep with you. Ugh, gut wrenching to hear. He has a comeback though. Like he's like, 
you you said were even, yeah. which is true. That this is the conversation they should have had one episode ago. Yeah, right? <laughs> a long time ago. Um, but I think it's actually a really good scene, and when you understand both of them and where they are in their relationship better, Evan says he got freaked out because he feels like it's so permanent and he wants it to be. He imagines his life with her and everything that they have ahead of them and basically just freaked out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is a very college-age thing. And it makes sense. Misplaced emotions and, like, not knowing how to handle them. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't, like, make it okay, but it's like, okay, now we know why you did it. Yeah. Right. He says college relationships aren't built to last. Yeah, that was a weird thing because I think a lot of people do meet in college. Yeah, Yeah. I'm like, you're literally in your early 20s. Like, people... A lot, like, there's yeah. so many people who meet their partners They're in 21. I mean, it, it's young, don't get me wrong, but, like, yeah. he was like, they're not built to last. I, I know plenty of people who are now married to their, like, yeah. college. Yeah, I would say that's more of, like, a high school relationship Exactly. Built to last. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Plus, yeah. at this point, we're, like, believing that they're juniors, if not seniors. Like, well, they're juniors. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. But, but his reasoning, I thought it was a nice conversation, yeah. and they did a good job. Like, that's what I'm saying. This show, for every time they do something, like, absolutely ridiculous, like, this entire Lisa Lawson storyline, they kind of do redeem themselves with, like, a moment like this. Yeah. I feel like it's a pretty healthy conversation. And Evan says he's not ready to give up on that vision that he has of them. And I think it's a nice moment. And Casey receives it. Mm -hmm. And he says, he asks if she can forgive him, is, like, able to eventually forgive him. And she says yes. Yeah. And they agree to move forward in their relationship and they're not going to get physical yet and they turn on the tv in the university in and what else is on but an episode of Frasier <laughs> <laughs> which also is her father so Freud once again <laughs> there it is again <laughs> yes again and again so I actually think my winner of this episode is Evan mm. we I I agree with you Thomas, who's your winner? I think mine is Calvin. Okay. Calvin, for me, I think he lost this episode oh. purely out oh, really? of pity. Mm. Because I, I feel like he's kind of at a loss here. He, yeah. He's in between a rock and a hard place right now. I don't think he did anything. Like, our previous losers of episodes have done things that are very malignant and distasteful. Right. Yeah. But I just think he kind of, the episode... If nothing else, it's kind of a wash for him. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. Or we're or seeing maybe Lisa lost this episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I, to put Lisa as the loser is she just She lost cruel. the series. <laughs> yeah. Poor Lisa. It's, I would love to ask uh, Ariel, Ariel, like, her thoughts on playing this role. Yeah, <laughs> looking back on it. I mean, she does a good job. She does a yeah. good job, yeah. Um, but Evan, I think, had a lot of good moments. We, we start to see. Yeah, we see more... Of just who he is and his motivations, and we kind of get a, a a few glimmers of sympathy for him. Right, yeah. we're starting to see like redeeming qualities and why Casey would even want to like actually stay with him, besides just Franny telling her to. Yeah, exactly. My loser. Oh, I was just gonna say, and he's putting his best foot forward. Yeah, like, and he's actually Actively. trying. He's trying. Yeah. yeah. Um, my loser, I think, is Ashley. I don't know. It wasn't a great showing. It wasn't a great showing for Ashley. I just, you know, like I said, I think this episode is kind of like 
planting the seeds for future episodes to come with Ashley and her relationship and her relationship with Calvin. However, her behavior, not a fan. Yeah, I think my loser is Rebecca. And it makes me sad because I really love Rebecca, but she's barely in the episode. Right, yeah. Which is also difficult for her, but every time she is, she's just kind of pining for Evan and Mm -hmm. making Casey mad and... Making a fool of herself. It's really, yeah, she's making a fool of herself, which is not the Rebecca we know and love. Mm-hmm. Right. Agreed. Agreed. Well, that was fun. Yeah. Uh, thanks for tuning in and joining us on this fond romp down memory lane. Yeah, see you guys next week. And uh, subscribe and rate us. Maybe even review. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>